glad you're all here this morning. If you uh, would like to share what the uh, Lord has laid upon my heart for the service, I'm going to ask you to turn over to the book of 1 Corinthians. So 1 Corinthians chapter 16, and we're just going to read verse 5 and verse 9. It's okay, just do it quick. <laughs> I hear <laughs> We need to oil a hinge, right? <laughs> oh. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, of course, this is the Apostle Paul that is writing. And he writes and he says in that fifth chapter of the 16th verse, Now I will come to you when I pass through Macedonia, for I am passing through Macedonia. And it may be that I will remain or even spend the winter with you, that you may send me on my journey wherever I go. And then he says in the seventh verse, For I do not wish to see you now on the way. Well, gee, Paul, that's pretty blunt. <laughs> I do not wish to see you now on the way, but I hope to stay a while with you if the Lord permits. And then he shares with them in that eighth verse, I'm going to tarry in Ephesus until Pentecost, which of course was one of the Jewish feasts. And then he says, for a great and an effective door has opened unto me, and there are many adversaries. And it is that ninth verse this morning that I want to key in on. And I want to draw your attention to, he says, a great and an effective door has opened unto me, and there are many adversaries. And I'm going to stop reading right there. Ask that you just bow your heads and let's pray and ask the Lord for the anointing of the Holy Spirit as we minister the word. Father, we are grateful this morning for the opportunity and the chance that you have given to us to be in the house of God today. Thank you that you woke us up, put breath in our bodies and strength in our bodies, and we are here gathered together in your name. We have sang and we have worshiped and we have felt your presence, and we now come to the reading of your word and to the ministry of your word. And I readily admit in my own ability, I am inadequate. Of my own self, Lord, I can do nothing. And I pray that you will anoint me and that you will put thoughts in my mind and words in my mouth. That you will give me liberty this morning to speak in the house of the Lord. That I can impart what you would like to impart to these that have gathered here this morning and those that will listen by way of the internet. I ask you to have your will. I ask you to have your way. I pray that Christ will be glorified and that the people of God will be edified. Plant your word deep within our hearts this morning. Let it be rooted and grounded and cause it to grow and bring forth fruit in our life. And for all of these things this morning, Father, we will forever give you the praise. We ask them in Jesus' name, and everyone that's agreed in that prayer, say amen. amen. 
So I want to title what I feel like the Spirit of the Lord has laid upon my heart to bring to you this morning. I want to title it, What Can We Expect in 2020? I thought about coming to the pulpit and saying, this is 2020. <laughs> but I didn't think I could pull off a Barbara Walters you know, impersonation, so I figured I'd leave it alone. But what can we expect in 2020? And I believe that the apostle speaks to that here in this ninth verse. As we begin this morning, let me just share with you a brief overview of the context of the verses that we have read and the scriptures that we have shared together this morning. The Apostle Paul is concluding the first of two epistles that he would write to the church in Corinth. In this 16th chapter from which we have read our text, we read his closing remarks or his concluding remarks to that first letter to the Corinthian church. If you begin reading in verse number 1, he tells them in chapter 16, beginning with that first verse, he gives them instruction concerning their giving and concerning their generosity unto the Lord. He, he tells them that there is a need in Jerusalem and, and he tells them that they are to give generously and give liberally and give intentionally laying aside a week or a gift every week to be given unto the Lord. We know that earlier in the, in the book of 1 Corinthians, he tells them to be a cheerful giver. He tells them about the need in the city of Jerusalem with the saints of God that were there. And he tells them to lay aside an offering that would be given on the first day of the week and understand that that would be Sunday, the day that they gathered and had their meetings. And then after admonishing them in their giving, he tells them that he desires to see them at length. He says to them in the seventh verse, I do not wish to see you now on the way, but I hope to stay a while with you if the Lord permits. In essence, he is saying, I could swing by and see you as I'm passing through Macedonia, but my desire is not just to have a quick visit, but I would love to stay with you for a little while if the Lord will allow. He tells them his intentions to remain in Ephesus until Pentecost. And then he says to them in that ninth verse, that a great and an effective door has opened unto me. And there are many adversaries. The first thing that I would like to draw your attention to this morning is notice that he says there are two things that have presented themselves unto him. He says there is a great and an effective door that has opened. And yet there are many adversaries. Notice that the two things he's told me, he said, there's a great door and there is also adversaries. A great and an effective door. When I read that, we need to understand that Paul was using the word door as a metaphor. 
He's using the word a door as a metaphor for an opening or an, a gateway. He's saying that there is a great possibility or a great prospect that has presented itself to me. He's saying there is an occasion or there is a probability that has been set before me. And yet in the same breath, he says, and yet there are adversaries in the way. He's saying I've been presented with both an opportunity and opposition. I've been presented with both a possibility and resistance. I've been presented with both a potential and a struggle. I've been, I've been presented with a great door that has opened unto me. And this past week, as I begin to prepare for the service this morning and begin to pray and begin to ask God what he would have me to speak unto you this morning, I read that ninth verse and the Lord just kept rolling it over and over and over within my spirit, a great and an effective door. The Holy Spirit brought back to my remembrance the words of Jesus when he spoke to the seven churches in the book of Revelation. You will find it in Revelation chapter 3 and verse number 8. This is what Jesus said to the church in Philadelphia. He said, I know thy works, and behold, I have set before you an open door that no man can shut. Again, understand that Jesus is using the word door as a metaphor for an opening. He is describing a gateway or he is describing an opportunity to enter into something that they had not yet entered into. Amen. Saints of God, I believe with all of my heart this morning that the Holy Spirit would like for you and I to understand that he has set before us on a personal level and on a corporate level, on a personal level, and as a body of Christ, as a local body in the community of Emmett, I believe that God is telling us that he has set before us an open door and no man can shut it. I believe that he's telling us that as we enter into this new decade and into 2020, I believe he's desiring for us to know that there are some things he would like for us to enter into that we have never entered into before. Amen. There are some new revelations that God wants to bring about in our lives. Can you say amen? Amen. I believe there's some new revelations and some new enlightenment that God wants to bring to our spirit. There are some new levels of anointing that God is desiring for us to walk in. There are some new blessings I believe that God would like to establish in our lives. I believe there are some new paths and some new places that he desires for us 
us to walk in and discover. I believe there are some new ministries right here that God is desiring to birth in Elevation Worship Center in 2020. I believe that there's some new talents and some new gifts that God wants to distribute among us. Amen. And he set before us an open door and it's up to us to walk through it. Amen. I believe the Holy Spirit desires for us to know. Amen. That there is an effective and a great door that has been opened unto us in this new year. There are new possibilities. There are some new things that God wants us to walk in. There is a great and an effective door that's opened unto us. There is a new window of opportunity. There is a new passage of opportunity. There is a fresh anointing. There is a gateway. There is a passageway. There is an access that's been opened, amen, into something that we have never walked in before. How many of you here this morning desire to do, amen, something good for God in 2020. How many of you here this morning would like for God to do something, amen, extraordinary in your life in 2020? I came this morning by the anointing of the Holy Spirit to tell you that God has opened a door and it's up to you and I to walk through it. Um, Hallelujah. I'm going to get happy and I didn't even intend to. Amen. That just beyond the doorway is an opportunity. This past week, God just kept bringing that back to my heart. A new decade, a new year. And just for a few moments this morning, I want to, I want, I want to examine what Paul was talking about. He says, there is a great and effective door unto me. And yet... There are many adversaries. What can we expect in 2020? Well, the first thing that the Holy Spirit laid upon my heart to bring to you and to talk about is I believe that just beyond the door of 2020, there is a window of opportunity for us. Everybody just say opportunity. Opportunity. Instead of looking at 2020 with fear and doubt and unbelief, how many of you know if you look around the world today, you could have a lot to fear? You could have a lot to be uh, uh, unsettled about. But instead of looking at the new year with fear and doubt and unbelief, let's look at it as an opportunity set before us. Look at it as an opportunity for God to do something great and impossible in your life. 2020 will be filled with opportunity. And the first thing that we need to understand about opportunity is that opportunities are multifaceted. Pastor Gary, what do you mean they are multifaceted? What, I'm, what I mean to say and what I want to express is that opportunities are either seized or they are missed. They are multifaceted. Opportunities are either grasped or they are missed. How many of you have missed some opportunities in 2019? 
Mm, I, I mean, you don't have to lift your hand. You don't have to testify. Amen. How many of, let me ask it another way. How many of you want to enter in if the Lord tarries into 2021 the way you entered into 2020? You want to remain the same? No? Then seize the opportunities that God sets before you. Opportunities are either appropriated or they are wasted. Opportunities are either apprehended and laid a hold of or they are squandered and they are unexploited. And the option is ours. So let me tell you what I believe this morning. I believe that God is telling us that he is setting before us some opportunities that we have not yet had in 2020. But will we seize those opportunities or will we squander them and miss them? The first decision that we need to make is we need to resolve and we need to determine that, amen, we are going to make the most of the opportunities that God sets before us or that God gives to us, amen, or are we going to day by day slowly watch them slip away? I promise you if there are no changes, if there are, if there are no appropriating the opportunities, if there is no expectation of the opportunity, then you will just drift through life and watch them slip through your fingers. Hello? So are we going to apprehend or are we going to watch them, the opportunities slip through our fingers like the sands of an hourglass? I want you to grasp this morning that God is setting before us a door of opportunities in 2020. It's ours for the taking. We will either seize it or we will miss out on the opportunity. And now I want you to consider with me some of the things that we can, that we can expect to have an opportunity in in 2020. I believe that God wants to set before us an opportunity to grow in the Lord. To grow in the Lord. How many of you know that is the most important thing in our life? To grow in the Lord, to grow in his spirit, to grow in our relationship with him. Let me give you some scripture, 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse number 2. This is what the Bible says. As newborn babes, desiring the sincere milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18 says, but grow in grace. And in the knowledge of the Lord and the Savior, Jesus Christ. Ephesians 4.15 says, speak the truth in love and grow up in him unto all things which is the head, even Christ. He's telling us that we need to grow up and mature in the Lord. Amen. First or second Peter chapter one and verse five, Peter says, besides all of this, uh, give diligence uh, and add to your faith virtue uh, and to virtue knowledge uh, and to knowledge temperance uh, and to temperance patience uh, and to patience godliness uh, and to godliness brotherly kindness uh, and to brotherly kindness charity. Uh, amen. He said, if all of these things uh, are in you and they abound, they will make you uh, that you 
will never be barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. What he's telling us is keep adding to your faith. Keep growing. Keep advancing. Keep progressing. Improve. Develop. Enhance. Expand. Evolve. Increase. Enlarge. Mature. Grow up. Develop. And grow in the Lord. Mm. Amen. We are to be a growing people. And I believe that 2020, God is setting before all of us an opportunity to grow in our relationship with him. I believe that he's desiring for us to grow in our understanding of God and in our relationship with God. What I'm saying this morning is there is a doorway. There is an opportunity for growth in our relationship with Jesus. We can grow from faith to faith and from glory to glory and from one level of revelation unto another level of revelation. Amen. Growing up until we are more and more and more like Christ. Amen. God is wanting us to grow in him and in our relationship with him. James chapter 5 and verse 8. The Bible says these words. Draw nigh unto God who can finish it for me. And he will draw nigh unto you. Are you wanting God to do something in your life? Are you wanting to grow in your relationship with the Lord? He's telling us how. He's telling us to draw nigh unto God. And then he will draw nigh unto us. Let me put it another way. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5 and verse number 6. Blessed. Are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Amen. Psalms 42 and verse 1 says, As the deer pants after the water brook, so longs my soul after thee, O God. Are you entering 2020? Amen. Hungering and panting and thirsting and drawing near unto God. Because I promise you, if you approach God that way in this new year God will draw nigh unto you amen 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 and here's the reality of the truth we are either drawing nearer to God or we are drifting further from God that's just the reality of the fact that's just our fleshly nature. We are either drawing closer and closer to the Lord or we are slowly drifting, drifting, drifting away. Opportunity lays at the door. And if we're not careful, we'll let opportunity slip right through our fingers. He says, behold, I set before you an open door that no man can shut. Amen. What can we expect in 2020? I believe that we can expect and we can, amen, look to an opportunity to grow in the Lord. I believe that we have an opportunity to daily grow in the Word of God and reading the Word of God. 
How many of you know how important God's word is to our growth? It's absolutely essential. Absolutely essential. You quit feeding this old outer man and he will perish. Well, you quit feeding the inner man and he will do the same thing. Here's what Jesus said in Matthew 4, 4. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The psalmist said in Psalms 119 and verse number 11, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Amen. You want the Holy Spirit and the word of God to keep you on the right path in 2020? Then hide the word of God away in your heart. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 15 says, Study to show thyself approved a workman unto God that needeth not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. Jesus said in John 15 and 7, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. I'm telling you this morning that there is an opportunity for growth in our relationship and we have a brand new opportunity to grow in the word of God and allow the word of God to get down on the inside of us and when the word gets down on the inside of us it'll change our perspective on life it'll change the things we say it'll change the things we do and it'll change our eternal destination Hallelujah. It's powerful. I believe that we have an opportunity to grow in daily prayer. Maybe I should duck to preach this part of this message. We know we are supposed to be a praying people, right? We know that Jesus said in Luke 18, 1, that men ought always to pray and faint not. We know that the scripture says in Thessalonians 5, 17, pray without ceasing. We know that we are supposed to be prayerful. How many of you have found that every time you get ready to go to prayer, the enemy will put something, in, or you yourself, will put something in the way to hinder you from praying? You know why? Because he knows there's power in prayer. He knows there's power when you call Upon the name of the Lord in faith. How many of you would like to have a more developed prayer life going into 2020? Well, let me just tell you, you can. You can. You will either seize this opportunity that is set before us. This new year, that this new decade that God has placed before us. Or we will just continue to drift along and let those opportunities float right on by. Like a New Year's resolution. How many of you are still keeping your New Year's resolution? It's day five. <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> there you go. I didn't, I didn't make one. 
But, but, I, but understand what I'm saying, that it is so easy for us to say, yes, I want to make some changes. Yes, I want to walk through that door of opportunity. Yes, I want to seize what God has in store for me. And yet, amen, if we're not careful, we will fall right back into the same old habits and the same, and we will let 2020 slip right through our fingers. And when 2021 comes along, we will sit here with regret looking back at what could have and should have been. If we're not careful, we will allow the opportunities that God wants us to grab a hold of go right on by. Amen. Daily grow in prayer. I came to encourage you this morning. Grow in your relationship with Christ. You you have been brought into the kingdom for such a time as this. You're not living in 2020, amen, by accident or incident. You are here because God ordained for you to be right here on planet Earth at this point, at this time, and for a specific reason. Don't let opportunities slip by and pass you by. Grow in your knowledge and your understanding of his word. Grow in your prayer life. Grow in your service unto the Lord. Grow in your witness and grow in your worship and in your praise. Amen. 2020 is going to provide all of us an opportunity to work for the kingdom of God. 2020 is going to provide us with some opportunities to serve in some areas that we have never served before. 2020 is going to provide for us a door of opportunity to let our light shine in a dark and an unsaved world that others can see Christ in us. Amen. And we make a change in their life through leading them to the knowledge of the Lord. Amen. Jesus said these words in Matthew 5 and 13. He said, you are the salt of the earth. How many of you know salt will make you thirsty? My wife and I, over our Christmas break, we ate a pizza. You know, we, she was a, it wasn't hometown. What is it? Papa Murphy's. She went to Papa Murphy's and bought a pizza. Bought a cowboy. Everything on it. Brought it home, baked it up in the oven. I got the salt shaker and the pepper and some cayenne. And I don't know. I don't know if you're supposed to, you know, bam pizza, but I like to bam it. I, I don't use the little crushed peppers. I like cayenne pepper. Put it on there, and, you know, and about an hour and a half later, I'm like, my God, I can't get enough water. I felt like a bloated beast whale at the end of the night. <laughs> Drinking water. Well, when was the last? He said, we're the salt of the earth. How many of you know salt will do that to you? And when was the last time that your relationship with Christ made somebody hunger for him? Thirst for him. Amen. We are the salt of the earth. But he goes on to say, but if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It's good for nothing. 
If our relationship with Christ isn't making somebody else thirsty, amen, then what, what have we to give them? He says if, we're, amen, if the salt has lost its flavor, it's no good for anything and it's to be cast out and trodden underfoot. Wow, he said a lot by saying very little. Can you say amen? Amen, I'm telling you, we are to be the salt of the earth. Our relationship should make someone else hunger and thirst for the things of God. He goes on to say in verse 14, you're the light of the world. You're the light of the world. You are a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hid. Is your light shining or has it grown dim? How many of you know this past winter you can look up over here to the east up there at Bogus Basin and you can see the lights? Amen. It's set on a hill and I mean it shines. I think it shines brighter every year. I keep adding to it. He says, he says in verse 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Amen. I believe that 2020 is going to bring unto you and I an opportunity to make someone thirsty for the things of God. I believe that 2020 is going to bring the opportunity for us to let our light shine that others can see Christ in our life and know that he makes a difference in the life of mankind. I believe that 2020 is going to bring an opportunity to serve. Amen in places that we've never served before and walk in gifts and understandings that we've never entered into before. Amen. There's an open door that is set before us and it's up to you and I to walk through it. I got to hurry. We can expect a window of opportunity. Number two, we can expect a work of opposition. What can we expect in 2020? We can expect opportunity. But we can also expect opportunity. We're, we, we're going to expect opposition. That's what Paul was saying. He said, there's a great door, an effective door that's been opened. I've been presented with an opportunity. And yet, in the same breath, he says, and yet, there are many adversaries. Well, I want you to know we have been presented with an opportunity, and I want you to know we are also going to be presented with opposition. How many of you have ever heard me say before that when God starts blessing, the devil starts messing? Amen. When you say, I do, Lord, the devil says, I do too. And I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to enter into any kind of gain without opposition. You're not going to enter into any kind of new possibility without resistance. The enemy is going to withstand us every step of the way. That's his job. We can expect the enemy to do his best to get us sidetracked. Just like that New Year's resolution, we were good until January 2. <laughs> Amen. We can expect the enemy to try to distract us. We can expect the enemy to throw every obstacle and every device that he can in our way to keep us 
from remaining on the right track. We can expect the enemy to attack us with discouragement. We can expect him to endeavor to rob us of our faith. We can expect the enemy who comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy, to try to rob us of our joy, rob us of our strength, rob us of our confidence in God, rob us of our faith, rob us of our peace of mind. We can expect the thief to do everything he can to oppose us from doing anything for God. Opposition from the enemy. Opposition from others. Opposition from those who are in this world. This is what Jesus said about that. In John chapter 15, verse 18, Jesus said, Amen. If the world hates you, if the world hates you, he says, I want you to understand that it hated me before it hated you. Amen, that's what he said. And then in verse 19, he said, If you were of the world, the world would love its own. But because you are not of the world, and because I have chosen you and brought you out of the world, therefore the world will hate you. Well, I can live with that. I don't have to have everybody like me. Well, he goes on. He says, Remember the word that I said unto you, The servant is not greater than the Lord. If they have persecuted me, I want you to understand they will persecute you. Um, sticks and stones may break my bones, but, you know, I mean, when you start persecuting me, now, now I might have a problem. Well, let me just tell you, the enemy is going to try to persecute. He's going to try to distract and try to discourage you in every way possible to keep you from entering in to that door of opportunity. You're going to face opposition. But I will tell you this morning, we, will, we can expect a window of opportunity and we can expect a, a door or a window, if you will, of opposition, but we can also expect to be an overcomer through Christ our Lord. Jesus said, I have overcome the world. If he overcome the world, then in him and through him and by him, we too can be made an overcomer. The Bible said in the book of Revelation, they, aver, they overcame him, him who? The devil. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. We can be made an overcomer through Christ. I'm going to try and hurry and wrap this up real quick, but I want to give you four quick ways to kickstart this new year. We're only on day five. We're only on day five. Let me give you four quick ways to kickstart your new year. Number one, when we walk through this new year, let's rely on the Holy Spirit to help us and equip us. Rely upon the Holy Spirit to help us and equip us. We, we need to understand that, you know, I mean, here's where most people fail with their resolutions. They're like, they, I mean, they, they determine in their own self-will, this is what I resolve. And somewhere along the line, their self-will withers away and they fall right back into the same old habits. 
right? Here's a new way to look at that. Allow God to present to you the opportunity and then allow the Holy Spirit to help you and equip you. It's not by your might. It's not by your power. It's not by your self-will. It is by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. We need him to empower us to do anything. You have scripture for that? Well, Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. That's a pretty good one. So here's what the Bible says in Colossians chapter 1, verse 29. Paul said, I labor. What he's saying is the things that I do, I labor, I strive, I do them according to his working, which works mightily in me. Wow. What a gift. Paul is saying, the things that I do, the ministry that I do, the things that I do, the things that I perform, the things that I have been called to do, I do them. Amen. It is his working in me. And he works in me mightily. Let me share with you this morning, amen, that if we will enter into 2020 relying upon the Holy Spirit to help us and to equip us, amen, we can do more than we think we can and we can accomplish more than we thought we ever could through his anointing, through his power, and through his strength. Paul said in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. What is he saying? He's saying don't rely on your strength. Don't rely on your ability. Don't rely on your education. Don't rely upon your gifts. Rely upon the anointing of the Holy Ghost. He's the one that makes the difference. Hmm. Romans 8, 11, but if the spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he will quicken your mortal body. Amen. Amen. He will quicken your mortal body by his spirit that dwells in you. Let me just tell you this morning, amen, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. If it's his strength, his power, his anointing, you can get the job done. You try to do it in you, and you are going to fail before you get started. Hello? Allow the Holy Spirit to help and empower you. Secondly, kickstart your new year by building upon past successes and learning from past failures. As you look back over your life, Maybe there were moments that you succeeded and had triumph. Maybe there were moments that you failed miserably. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Build upon your past successes and learn from your past failures. I love this scripture in Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3 verse 12. Paul said, not as though I had already attained... Either were already perfect. In verse 13, he says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. 
In other words, Paul said, I don't think I've made it yet. I count not myself to have apprehended. But he goes on to say, but this one thing I do. Not these 40 things that I dabble in, but this one thing I do. Forgetting those things that are behind and reaching forth unto those things that are before me. I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God that is in Christ Jesus. Amen. Build on your past successes. Learn from your past mistakes. But whatever you do, get up and keep marching forward amen for the Lord kickstart your new year by saying Lord I recognize my failures and I recognize some of the places that I've made mistakes but I am going to put them under the blood and I'm going to forget about it and get up and keep walking forward with God number three kickstart your new year by setting Some Holy Spirit-guided goals. Holy Spirit-guided goals. Here's what the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 29. You know this verse. Where there is no vision, people perish. Several translations say where there is no discipline, people cast off restraint. Hmm. How many of you have ever noticed when you, you know, are spending your money, you get your paycheck, and it just takes wings and flies away? (laughs) Has that ever happened to you? Yeah. Yep. Well, Well, let me just tell you something. That if you sit down and you actually make a budget and you clarify that budget and you strive to work toward that budget, you will find out that you, you have enough to take care of that and a little left over. But you will never find that out if you don't prioritize and set a vision and set a, 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 a program for you to follow Where there is no vision, people cast off restraint. It's easy to, you know, run by somewhere and drop a $20 bill real quick. Drop another $20 bill real quick. Before you know it, you've dropped 100. Are you understanding what I'm saying? But if you, if you have a goal in mind, if you have a budget set, if you have a, a destination where you are, you are striving, you, you look at whatever you're fixing to blow that 20 on and go, you know, I think I'll keep my 20. I think I'll hang on to it. That just ain't that important. That's more important than that is. Hello? Well, let me tell you, spiritual things are the same way. Where there is no vision, people perish. Where there is no vision... People cast off restraint. Where there is no vision, you will have no discipline in your life. Where there is no vision, people perish. Amen. Kick off the new year by setting some goals. Make a list of some areas that you would like to see God bring victory in in 2020 in in your life. Make a list of some areas that you want to be more diligent 
make a list of some areas that you would like to experience some things uh, in your life. Make a, a list of some new areas where you would like to commit or even recommit yourself to. Make a list uh, of what you are desiring to see God do in your family. And I promise you at the end of this year, you will look back at that list and go, wow, that's what God can do. But if you don't make a list, if you don't have a vision, if you don't know where you're going, how will you ever know when you get there? Set some goals. And number four, kickstart your new year by expecting the Holy Spirit to bring forth some new beginnings in your life. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6, and I'm closing with this. I used, they used to tell me preachers get four closings. I think that was number two, right? I have two more. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. Paul said, being confident, being confident of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. Being confident that the, the thing that God has begun in your life, he will perform it. He will perform it. All you have to do is be faithful and keep walking. He will perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. What I'm saying this morning is expect the Holy Spirit to present you with new opportunities. Yes, you're going to encounter opposition, but you can anticipate being an overcomer through Christ Jesus. Rely on the Holy Spirit to help you and equip you. Build on your past successes and learn from your failures. Set new goals and expect the Holy Spirit to bring forth new beginnings in your life. What can we expect in 2020? We can expect opportunity. We can expect opposition. If we stay close to Christ, we can expect to be made an overcomer. Only one question that remains to be asked. Will we walk through the open door that he has presented to us and seize the opportunity? Or will we allow them to slip away day by day? I haven't changed anything in my life since 2019. I've, when God put this on my heart, he said, you're just doing the same thing. You're doing the same stuff. Are you happy where you are? Well, no, actually, Lord, there's some things I'd like to see change. Then he says, you need to change. If you want what you got, keep doing what you did. If you want what you got, Keep doing what you did, and nothing will change. If you want something different, do something different. It will affect the outcome. If you want to change the recipe, you've got to change the ingredient. Right? It's not that God hasn't given us opportunity. I'm just saying this morning, if we, if we just, if we don't seize that opportunity, then things remain the same. Bow your heads, please. 
If we go year after year after year after year, allowing opportunity to just slip away day by day, we end up with a handful of regrets. Looking back, saying, I wish I would have done this, and I wish I would have done that, and I could have, but we'll never know. God is setting before us a door of opportunities. A door to grow in our relationship with him. To grow in his word. Grow in our prayer life. Grow in our walk with the Lord. Yes, we will face opposition. But with God on our side, we can anticipate being the overcomer. The only question remains is will we seize or let those opportunities go by? Bow, bow your heads, close your eyes. Jesus, I'm grateful today. I'm grateful today for the anointing of the Lord that I felt. I thank you that you have given us a brand new year to walk into, a brand new decade to walk into. I thank you that the promises of God in this new decade are as they were in 2019. Yes, and amen. I thank you that you have not changed. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. I thank you that you are God all by yourself and there is none other. I'm thankful that you have brought us to the knowledge of Christ, your son. I'm thankful that you have called us from sinful life and to walk in a life of love and forgiveness and righteousness before our God. Thank you for calling us out of darkness and into your beautiful, marvelous light. Thank you for the opportunities that we don't even realize are ahead of us. Thank you, Lord, that Paul warns us that while there are opportunity, there'll be opposition. But regardless of the opposition, Lord, you make us an overcomer. And there is nothing impossible with you. I thank you, Lord, for reminding us of all of these things. And now I just ask, Lord, that you would give us a heart that desires to walk through that door and seize and lay hold and apprehend the opportunities that you give us in this new year. Opportunities to believe you in spite of every circumstance. Opportunities to hold on to our faith because you are faithful who promised opportunities to witness of your great love and your mercy and your grace toward man opportunities to let our light shine opportunities to serve the body of Christ serve our community thank you for the opportunities that are before us strengthen us in the opposition Strengthen us by your might and your power in the struggle and cause us to be a fruitful overcomer in 2020.
In Jesus' name. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. How many of you here would be willing to slip up your hand this morning and say, Lord, I'm not going to let another year go by without some changes in my life. Yes, yes, yes. I'm not going to let another year go by without making some changes in my life. Empower me to make those changes. I'm not going to watch 2021 come in looking back with regret. But I'm going to set some goals. I'm going to have some discipline. I'm not going to cast off restraint. I'm going to bring in the new year with some opportunities seized, laid hold of. Stand to your feet all over the building. Hands have been lifted. They're going to come and sing here in just a minute. Let me pray with those that lifted their hand. Heavenly Father, you saw every hand. You saw every hand lifted here today. And Father, you know within our ability we can do nothing. So I pray that you strengthen us to make some of the changes that we need to make in our life. That we may lay hold of the opportunities that you present to us. Strengthen us with might by your power in the inner man. In Jesus' name we pray. We will fail not to give you the glory and give you the praise. In the name of the Lord we pray.